You're listening to Bitch Breathe, and my name is Rakadia. In my last episode, I had talked about narcissists or being in a narcissistic relationship, and we sort of hopefully had a little laugh together about all the little traps and trappings and situations we get ourselves in when we come into a relationship that often seems cliched, many times we're talking about, and then it actually happens to you. Today, I want to talk about narcissistic relationships again, but in a different way, because today we're going to talk about how maybe we can find some ways to leave a narcissistic relationship. Now, before I say anything about this, I had categorized our narcissists. I'm sure there are many more than my little categories. I had spoken about the mean sort of really negligent um, narcissistic partner. And then I had talked about the oblivious friendly one who just always forgets you're around. Um, There is, of course, uh, an escalated version, which is the narcissistic type that can get very dangerous, physically dangerous to you. Though I didn't get into a full-on situation like that, I did have reason to be nervous once or twice. So if that is the kind of situation you're in, I want to say two things to you. First of all, I won't be talking about this kind of escalation because it requires very different qualifications from what I have. And I just think that one definitely needs a plan and a serious support network when you're trying to leave that kind of relationship. And there is also some really good literature about it out there. One is by Lundy. Bancroft, and it's called Why Does He Do That? I think that is it. I will put it in the show notes for you. But in any case, I'm not going to talk about this particular sort of situation today. Um, I want to talk about more in quotes, I'm going to put this now harmless, but definitely very common situations that you can find yourself in when you're leaving a narcissistic relationship. So When I left mine, I've not had a series of them, but I've had a few, I noticed there were certain things that kept showing up when I was at the end of this relationship. I had noticed that it was time to leave. I didn't want to leave. To be honest, at the time, I thought I loved this person very, very much, and I was very, very entangled with his, um, yeah, his whole biorhythm, his whole being. So... I did not leave voluntarily. I want to send that ahead. It was not something that I um, really wanted to do. But uh, do it, I had to. And so I wanted it to be a loving end. You know, I was a yoga teacher and I thought, you know, I really want us to leave each other in a respectful and loving way. And so every time I said I wanted to leave and I would then deliver what I thought were common sense arguments they wouldn't convince him. And you might know this from having argued with this person for a long time, this woman, this man, um, that common sense arguments are not the way to go. They're not interested in having an adult conversation. Probably if they were, you wouldn't be thinking about leaving. (laughs) So um, that's actually my first point I want to make is that do not try to offer up common sense arguments They won't be heard, they most certainly won't be accepted, and they're not going to make this a loving and respectful breakup. They won't let you, and again, I said this in my last episode, I'm only using they and us 
um, for lack of a better word, because I don't like this whole duality. Um, I don't like the idea that they're one thing and we're another. And then that sort of feels like we're the victim, they're the perpetrator. I always think that each of us may carry the seed to be both of those people. So that was my little disclaimer there. Um, yeah, common sense arguments won't work. Saying that you are leaving won't convince them either that you are. Maybe you've said it many times before. Maybe you've tried to actually leave many times before, but you didn't quite get around to it or you didn't manage it. You kept coming back. So not only do they have precedent that you're not going to leave, they also don't believe that you will because they think you're too dependent on them. And they probably are right because we let them take over uh, parts of our lives. Maybe, maybe it was also nice for someone to take care of us. But now that this went on for a while, they have every right probably to think she, he's not going to leave. They haven't before. And quite frankly, I'm just too good. They're never going to find anybody as good as me, which is probably one of the arguments you will hear that nobody is going to love you the way they do hopefully not. Um, no one's ever going to be as interested. What could very well happen is you're going to be left with a barrage of insults of you're too old, you're too fat, you're too crazy. Oh, I love the too crazy one. Um, and all these two things that make you feel like, oh my God, if I leave this person, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. That is one of the tricks that will happen in a narcissistic relationship is that you are going to be convinced you don't deserve any better. You won't find any better. And this is probably an okay deal. Definitely this happened to me and in all the literature I've read and all the conversations I've had with women and men out there, I can tell you I wasn't the only one. And so if you've experienced this, neither are you. They will find every trick in the box that worked before, especially if you've been together for a long time, to keep you there. And that brings me to another tool, is that don't believe anything that is being said from this point forward. You probably had very good reason not to believe anything that came before. <laughs> or again, you wouldn't be leaving. But now is the time to really, really not suspend your disbelief, but instead Listen carefully to what is being said, but more importantly, to what is not being said. Because chances are somewhere in between, there's the truth, and the truth is screaming at you to get the hell out of there. <laughs> so um, I think that was tool number three, is to say that you're going to leave is not going to be convincing to them. What is convincing, and what is the hardest thing you might ever feel you've ever had to do, is to let your actions speak louder than your words. And that means that you take serious steps to leave this person. And I don't just mean have an action plan, write down all the things you don't love about them anymore, or all the things you do even that you want to sort of counteract. What I mean is know that this is a very difficult thing to do. They're often very charismatic people. They have all the convincing arguments and they've made you stay before, even when your impetus was to leave. So start putting some action into place. And what does that mean specifically? It might mean that you look for a new apartment. It might 
No, it most certainly means that you have your friends on speed dial, as we used to call it, day and night. You're going to need all, all the emotional support um, that you can get. And I will get to that particular point a bit later. So really having actionable steps in place so that you feel safe, that you feel you have a course of action. And if children are involved, then obviously have a whole bunch of steps that you can take around their well-being and so that their lives only get disrupted in a minimum way. They will get disrupted. And this is very hard. I could make a whole episode just about what that is like with children. Um, and I don't want to get too too crazy with that topic just now. But yes, definitely have some steps for them as well. The next thing, more like a typical characteristic, I think, that occurs, if you think you're going to get credit for trying to dissolve this relationship in a respectful, loving way, because that's always been your approach. It hasn't always been for me. I was very, very mean in between two. But the more yoga and meditation I did, the more I knew at the end of this relationship, I wanted it to be a respectful ending where you can still talk to each other in a normal way. I'm here to break that illusion, I'm afraid. It very well may be that you won't be able to, that you won't get respect, that they won't dissolve this loving. There may be insults. Again, if there was ever any physical uh, violence or anything of the kind, then you know what to do, or I hope you know what to do to get the help, because this is a dangerous situation otherwise. But even if it's not a physically dangerous situation, there's going to be a lot of difficult insults and things you're going to hear, and you won't be getting any respect for having tried over and over again to make this a peaceful ending which means you're going to have to accept that they really don't like you anymore. At least in my case, I remember going from this relationship that was a romantic and a long relationship to being public enemy number one overnight. Overnight, I meant nothing to this person anymore. Nothing at all. Um, I was insulted in the worst ways. I hadn't even heard words like that put together in that way towards me especially, I was being destroyed on every level of self-confidence that I could have possibly tried to muster. And I was very close to being annihilated just by trying to leave, just by trying to not go low. Um, you know, think of Michelle Obama. When they go low, we go high. I really tried that. And when they went low, I just had to go low and it still didn't matter. So it's not going to matter how you try to dissolve this relationship. Just dissolve it, I guess. And we'll get to that bit later. Um, in the w any way you can. I don't mean to then insult and be mean also, but just know that you won't be able to be loved and respected once you decide to leave. And when you decide to leave, realize in their eyes, you're the one who broke the commitment. You left, you're wrong, and everything about you is going to be wrong too. That is not easy to do, especially if you like being right. And if you've got your own ego go going, which I can tell you, I have and had plenty of. So I wanted to be right. I wanted to be justified in my action. And I wanted this person to say, 
I'm sorry for what I did. You're right to leave me. I don't deserve you. Apart from the fact that that was totally delusional for him to say something like that, it's also not necessary. You can leave. You don't have to be a good person. You probably are, but even if you're not, it doesn't matter. Because in this particular moment, all that matters is that this thing get dissolved and separated. So accept that he is or she is going to think you were wrong. Um, you were wrong to do this. You are not able to keep a long-term relationship. That is some of the things that are going to be said to you. And you're going to have to accept it if you want to leave. Speaking of wanting to leave, here comes sort of the second set of tools when it comes to leaving a narcissistic relationship. You're going to be tempted to get back together. And you probably will. Know that you will falter and that it is okay. It's not easy to leave. It's never easy to break up a relationship, whether you've fallen out of love or whether the conditions have become the kind that you couldn't stay and you do still love. It's always difficult, right? We, we know this. Um, it looks impossible at the beginning. I know for me, I thought, oh, there's no way. There's no way I can leave this guy. I was still very attracted. I was so in love. After all these years, you know, over a decade later, I still looked at this person and I knew I love this person still. I wish I could stay. I wish he would not be who he was so that I could stay. But it didn't work out that way. Did I falter in trying to leave? Many times. After the decision or at least the consciousness that I was probably going to have to leave, it took me months. And actually, if I think about it, I knew for a couple of years that things weren't going so well. So really, it took me a couple of years to get out of this. And in speaking with friends who had very, very similar dynamics in their relationships, they told me the same. You're not weak, you're not a loser, and you're not without value because you can't leave right away. It's going to take a moment and it's okay. And I want to say a little bit about why in a narcissistic relationship, it's even more difficult to leave. Because narcissists and the way we interact with them, the way they allow the interaction to happen, it's like a drug addiction, right? They lift you so high up. I mentioned this briefly in my previous episode. Oh my God, there's nothing they won't do for you. The surprises, the way they sort of envelop you physically and emotionally and your whole life, how they just sort of take over. It is addictive to be around a narcissist, at least when you have certain dynamics in your own personality. And hey, I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't. Um, there's so much charge in the physical um, aspect of things in in the conversations, the drama, the fighting, and then maybe you make up in a really nice way after. Um, it's an addiction. And coming off an addiction, as anybody who's ever been on one will tell you, come on, man, you need a whole bunch of help. You need systemic help. You need systematic help, emotional support. You need every little aspect of your life to be planned and cared for because you're trying to come off of a drug 
So know that it is okay to have a, a relapse, to fall back onto this person, to be drawn to them physically, even though maybe they've done of some of the most unthinkable things to you or said the most impossible words to you. And here you are, you're still attracted. Oh my God, how many types of losers are you? You might be thinking, or how weak are you? Or are you ever going to leave this person? In most cases, from all the conversations and the inner work I've done, I'm here to tell you, you will. You will leave this person. And if you have already, please let me hear from you. I would love to see what were some of the tools that you used to get out of there. So knowing that you will falter and knowing that it's okay and that you will be successful in the end is very important. I want to get to this one in a very careful way, this next one. If you are being threatened, uh, this can sort of up the ante a lot here. And again, if there's physical danger, if you're threatened in a really scary way, please refer back to what I said at the beginning. There are people who can help. There are professional organizations and all sorts of systems in place to help you. And I'm not specifically not talking about that kind of danger here. But I had been threatened many times that they would just come back to the apartment, um, that they would uh, publish pictures of me in, an, in a compromising way. And there were all these threats. So I looked at precedent and I looked at this person very clearly. I said, has he threatened me before or she? And did they actually do that? And if the precedent shows that they didn't, then chances are very high that they won't do it this time either. And let's say even if they have compromising information about you or they threaten to come back, maybe they even uh, threaten that they won't leave. They just won't leave the apartment in the first place. All these things. There are ways to get out of there and to, um, to really evaluate. Is this threat for real or is this just a bluff like it's been so many times before? In my particular situation, you have to know your own you're the one who's with this person, not me. But in mine, I knew these were empty threats. He wasn't going to do that. He might have been, you know, mean and, and all sorts of things. But I knew he didn't really want to go down that road. That was for my case. Um, might be different for you. So knowing when a threat is an empty threat or just a bluff and knowing when it's real are very important tools to have when this thing ends. And speaking of important tools, here's where your friends and a plan can be really, really helpful. So what I did is I spoke to some of my savviest friends. There were those who helped me emotionally, and they're really important too. But what I really needed now were strategists. I needed friends who knew shit, if you will, who knew how to take actionable steps because I was so emotional and scared too of, of ending this relationship, of being without this person that I, I sort of fell into a bit of a freeze mode, like a deer in the headlights kind of situation. So I talked to two or three friends who were just really able to stay very, very rational and sober in their advice, which was exactly what I needed. So if you have friends who can not just support you emotionally, but who can put into place an action plan and who can be there physically with an apartment, with a lawyer, 
with um, a job, whatever it is, like real manifesting sort of steps, that's who you want to call now because this is who you need to keep a clear head, to keep your wits about you. And thank God I had these kinds of friends. Thank you, ladies. You know who you are. (laughs) Oh, and guys, they helped me too, by the way, Um, to really have these people on your side because you will need them to make your plans a realistic thing that you can actually do. And then stick to that plan. Yes, I said you are going to falter possibly, and you might, but keep returning to the plan, refine it, fine-tune it, see what else does it need, where am I not feeling the strength that I will need for this step, and where can I get that strength, where can I get that support, and go for it. Spend the money if you need to, this is not the time to save money, or at least not all of it, but to actually just to get away first is the most important step, so get those friends on board, get that kind of specific rational help as much as you can. And my very last one, possibly the most important of all, is to be very gentle, yes, with yourself. And more than anything else, I'm begging you, I beseech you, forgive yourself. You can forgive the guy, the gal later, whatever. There's a lot of people out there who can help you with that. But for me, the most important thing is to forgive yourself that this relationship is ending or that you were in it in the first place or that you didn't handle it well and that you kept falling, you kept faltering. Whatever it is that you feel is really unacceptable about you, about how you handled this situation, how you went through it, forget about it. Forgive yourself. If you had been able to do better, whatever better means, by the way, in this context, then you would have done better. If you had known better, I remember Elizabeth Gilbert saying this one time, then you would have done better, but you didn't know better, so you didn't do better. Whatever. You're doing it now, or you did it now, and that's what counts. Know that when you leave, I think many relationships we feel this way, but especially when there was this narcissistic sort of dynamic in place. You've been through your own little personal war. You are going to have wounds and it's going to hurt like an MF. You need time to heal and you might need a lot of time, whatever a lot means for you. It took me almost two years to understand what had happened to me, just to understand what had happened to me because I was in shock over the whole thing for so long that I couldn't begin to process, never mind grieving. The grieving sort of would come in and out, but it takes time to heal, to walk away from the battlefield, and to not know who won, because the truth is nobody really can win in this kind of situation. And the only victory that is maybe tangible, and that certainly, certainly becomes sweet as the time goes by, is that you did leave, you managed And you are going to be okay. Maybe you already are. I know I am. So I know that it can be done. So that was uh, a lot of information, I think. And um, I hope it's useful to you. I hope that you were able to relate to some of the things I said here. It's an interesting topic. It's a serious one. And I just want to say in conclusion that you definitely will want all the help you can get. So don't be shy. Don't be ashamed about reaching out and asking for it. 
All right, looking forward to your feedback here. I hope that you're doing well in this very, very strange time and that we hear from each other soon. Until then, stay well. <laughs>